Hello and welcome to the Where's Amanda podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, a music festival junkie who quit my job to travel the world one music festival at a time. Now I'm here talking to you guys about music, festivals, travel, and just a little bit of life. Today on the podcast, we are going to be hitting hard on a little bit of life. So I guess you could say a lot of bit of life today. Um, I wanted to kind of take a moment and talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's mental health. I feel like especially when a new year starts, everybody's really excited and you know you have your goals and you have a fresh start and everyone's back in the gym and they're eating better and all, all these good things. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, eventually people, I think, kind of get into the swing of things and then reality starts to hit a little bit and it's it's really easy to get a little depressed especially you know when valentine's day comes if you're single don't worry i feels you um you know it can just be it can feel a little bit lonely um sometimes especially once february starts hit although january has kind of felt like it's been five months into one um especially with you know some some tragic events that have happened lately but february is also very interesting time for me because you know when you have things that happen in your life and it's it definitely things get better with time but they they never really like fully fade so today on the podcast I kind of wanted to do a little story time um I haven't talked about it in a while and you can tell I'm nervous because I'm saying um a lot more than I usually do on this I feel like I've gotten pretty good at talking to myself or I guess I'm talking to my lava lamp right now which you guys can't see it but it's like right in front of me but I think so for me you know I'm a very happy bubbly person I think part of my brand is positivity and you know my pictures are always of me smiling and laughing but there was definitely a time in my life where this wasn't the case every day and I think you know there were definitely still some days that I like laughed but you know back when I was a freshman in college so for those of you that don't know I grew up in Northern California I'm actually Elk Grove California yeah yeah um, I literally live between like my parents house there's a road right next to it and then on the other side are all cows so it's very much this like weird suburban but also a cow town but it's also almost 200,000 people and it's got like nine high schools have you ever seen the show weeds the opening song when it's like tiny boxes on the hillside and they're like showing all of these houses that look exactly the same yeah 100% that is my neighborhood if you look it up on google maps all of the homes look exactly the same and every everybody has fences like it's very just cookie cutter and everybody's in their boxes anyways so I grew up there and I went to a middle school and then my parents decided to move and literally they just moved like across town but because we are so like populous I was going to a new high school whereas everybody like you would go to the same you know there'd be like three elementary schools and then those would feed into a middle school and then you'd go to a high school well I was going to be switching over so the high school that I was going to be going to everybody else was you know went to a different middle school there was like a small group of us that had just moved in this neighborhood and so we all kind of did it together like we all moved in and we all went to one middle school the last year and then switched over to high school so it's like a very easy way to kind of make new friends like make your best friends and so literally like three houses around the corner from me um, my best friend Alex um, he lived there and I got to know him from just yeah just like being in the same situation we would give him a ride to school every day we would hang out every day like 
quickly just became best friends. Like one summer, we literally spent it just eating pizza rolls and going in our friend's pool and like trying to learn how to skateboard and just all those like very classic California things that we used to do. And yeah, we got really close. I'll never forget on one Valentine's Day, I was a freshman and I was dating a senior. Um, And I got got dumped on Valentine's Day. I met him the day before, but basically I got dumped on Valentine's Day. And I went over to Alex's before school because that's like what we usually did and he had made like a full breakfast for me because he just knew that I was sad and that food was like my comfort and mind you like we never really had a romantic friendship like one time we did kiss because we were just like teenagers and like when emotions get high that's what you do but we were both like oh god this is so weird like what are we doing like no like abort mission and then just like yeah quickly became really close friends you know whenever he'd get a girlfriend I'd see him less but I feel like that's pretty standard you know when you have male female friendships but I would I would say by and far he was you know my best friend and I used to say, you know, so for those of you that don't know, um, my nickname in school was Banana, like Amanda Fofana, Fifi Fofanda, Banana, like kind of came from that. I don't know. There was like a million Amandas in my school. And so everybody just called me Banana and it just kind of like stuck. And so we so he'd call me President Banana because I was our freshman class president. And he always told me that I was going to be like president of the world, the United States, like my own company, whatever. He just always really believed in me and was always a friend that you know just made me feel like good about myself now we would like wrestle and tear each other down and he'd tell me that my hair looked stupid when I wore it half up and I'd make fun of him for having blackheads on his nose because I was like literally the only thing wrong with him which was so annoying all of my girlfriends loved him he was yeah very much a ladies man for sure Uh, but I like I said I was always his best friend it was it was a really great friendship I'll never forget when I was getting ready to go to the University of South Carolina his like girlfriend at the time was like really afraid of me kind of um and didn't want him to like come over because I was having this like going away party and he was like no it's her last day like I'm going to see her like blah 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 you know we're 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 hanging out like I'm gonna see her and I just appreciated it a lot because I know that it was like hard for him to kind of balance like our friendship but it was something that I always really valued and like yeah straight up like he was my best friend and that and I say was to kind of I guess foreshadow what's coming next so I went to South Carolina I came back for Christmas break and I remember I texted him and I was like yo we're supposed to hang out and he like ditched me and I was super mad at him but it was always like I would always get mad at him for ditching me but it was always like oh whatever like okay you ditched me that's fine Uh, but you know this time extra sucks now looking back on it so springtime comes i remember this so clearly we had just gone to the grocery store and so we came back and me and my uh, freshman college roommate we're in our dorm and we're like putting you know our little snacks and foods in our little mini fridge in our dorm and I get a phone call from my friend Tyler and I was like that's like really weird that Tyler's calling me you know like Tyler was like homie like if I when I'd come home like I definitely would like hang out with him but by no means would I be like oh let me call Tyler on a random Friday in you know February And so I just thought it was like really odd, but I answered the phone and I'm not going to lie, like it gets like a little like hazy at this point because when, first of all, like could not imagine having to be the one to call other people like that has just got to be so hard Um, to keep it, I guess, like 
to the facts, basically. Um, and I, I don't want to get too gory. Um, I'm like happy to like talk about it, but I, I guess I should have maybe have put like a warning on this episode. Um, if you know you are somebody that is triggered by death and suicide, and you know if mental if mental health is something you struggle with, and I'm by no means a doctor. I am by no means going to give you any advice. I'm just kind of. I think sharing a story because it's very easy on the internet to think that everybody leads these perfect lives and it's not to say that I I don't appreciate my life and I'm so happy for it but I think it's important to be honest that there you know there are dark spots and that it's okay to have things that make you sad and have hardships that you've gone through you know I think it makes you more human and while I'm in the sad part of it you know I'd really like to share kind of how I've gotten through it and you know tools that help me to maybe inspire you to go find your own tools but again if um, this is something that triggers you I just want to give you a warning Um, I'm not going to exactly explain like every detail but because I I just I don't want to make anybody super uncomfortable but we haven't figured out by now my friend Alex uh, took his own life Uh, there was no note it was as to me, out of the blue as it could possibly be, Tyler basically called me and was like, hey, they found Alex and he is no longer alive and he did it himself. Um, I, I know exactly how he did it. Like I said, I it's a little gruesome. Um, it's a little it's, it was very hard to process at first I mean obviously I went into complete shock I ate an entire box of Cheez-Its like literally sat down we had this like butterfly chair I like hung up on the phone with Tyler and just like sat in this butterfly chair and ate this entire box of Cheez-Its because I just felt like there was just an emptiness and I like needed to fill it I guess um I felt so bad for my roommates and a roommate and everybody around me because I'm like 3,000 miles away from home with people I had just met in September and they did an amazing job they did everything they could have done to bring me comfort and give me my space and I just like am so appreciative to all the people my my capstone crew um that was our dorm name to all of you like I just because also too you're like sharing a room with somebody and then this person like falls into this like mass depression because that's like the only thing I can really use to describe it like I just I wasn't I wasn't myself and just everything felt so surreal and just I'm really close with his parents so having to you know know what they were going through and all of our friends and you know they held like a little I think it was like a memorial and one of my friends FaceTimed me and I just I'm like trying not to like lose it again because it's just bringing up all those memories because it's a shock to you it's a complete and utter shock whenever someone dies unexpectedly you know I I've had a couple of family members recently pass away but I knew it was coming you know when you can prepare and really understand death a little bit more understand that like they're like prepared for it I think it's just a totally different situation than when it just smacks you in the face for lack of a better metaphor um you know it really really just shocked 
all of us. And there's even times to this day where I'm like thinking about going to tell Alex something and then I like can't because he's like not with us and it's been like nine years and it still just like shocks me. Um, I think the most shocking thing was I just didn't expect it in the sense that I, I would have never known that he was battling with some demons and they you know they say that about a lot of men especially um you know we've lost Anthony Bourdain and a couple other you know bigger names to depression and suicide and people just don't see it coming you know they show pictures of them beforehand and they're with their families and they're laughing and you know every everything seems fine and you just you would never know by looking at them and I think it kind of goes back to the issue of like for me it's I just don't think we talk about it as much and we don't talk about your mental health like your brain is a muscle and it's something that can get sick you know we go in for regular checkups to make sure that we don't have cancer we don't often do like mental health checks or you know go when you go in once a year to get your physical like your doctor may or may not ask you how you're feeling or you may may not admit how you're feeling you know we I think our biggest issue is that we don't stop to make sure that our brains are healthy and not just like on a scientific level that they are healthy and we're not having these thoughts and you know we don't we don't need to talk about or you know we don't need to talk to somebody because I'm not saying everybody needs to talk to somebody and it might not work for everybody but the more it's out there and the more I think especially men feel comfortable with talking about their feelings like you know, in a heartbeat, if Alex had been like, hey, I need to talk to you, like, I would have picked up the phone and been like, what do you, what do you need, you know, but we were, you're 19 years old, I was living across the country, I I didn't know how to reach out to my friends and be like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while, let me just like check in on them, and just, like, now I feel like I have those tools to really like check in on people, and like, I've just been trying to be a better friend in that sense to be like you know how are things going it's been a while like you know I try to write myself notes or like leave them like a text message even just because it's like so important for people to feel less alone because I I mean I don't know what was going on in his head I I don't know why and the more I try to figure out why I just get more frustrated you know I completely went through I mean I'm I don't know what stage of grief I'm in, but I definitely went through a lot of them and stayed in anger for a really long time. Like I was so angry at him and angry at myself for not being a better friend, for not checking in on him. I was angry at him because I was like, he could have talked to me like, you know, why, why didn't he like, why didn't he had, you know, especially when you're at a funeral and you see all of these people that loved and wanted to support him. And we just, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a proper job, but were we even equipped to do a proper job? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's a thing, like I said, that we, it's not like going in for a health checkup and saying like, oh, you know, your blood pressure's too high. We don't have those same tools to kind of check in on people in that way. But not saying that we can't learn and not saying that we can't get better. I think that there, there's a lot more of a conversation going on right now, which is very 
hopeful. There's a lot of organizations to write love on her arms is one of my favorites because I think that they they do a really good job of normalizing it and putting the word out there. You know, they had a campaign like you make today better and just trying to put those messages out there because it, somebody might see it that doesn't normally see that in their life. And even if they feel like they can't talk to somebody because they see it on a billboard or on Instagram or, you know, wherever they see it, it might connect with them. And that might be that one message that day they need to see because it might just be that simple. I know for me, when I'm down, it takes like looking at one different thing to just make me feel a little less alone is maybe what helps. But yeah, I think... You know, suicide is definitely a hard topic. I think it's something that we don't have a great solution for. I think um, addiction is pretty similar to it in the sense that it is, you know, self-destructive and it's you don't have the tools to do with something. So you do self-destructive behavior, which I think suicide is you know the ultimate self-destructive behavior but addiction is the same way it's doing something even though you know it's bad for you and doing it to the point where it affects your health but I think it's also very closely tied with mental health and whatever demons you have and I think it's really awesome that therapy is getting more normalized base nectar gave you know free therapy to a thousand of his fans like that's awesome that artists like him are you know making it known that like I not only want to say that this is a problem but I want to fix this problem and I think that is so powerful and just being comfortable to say that like something's not okay and I I want to get help or I want to reach out to somebody or even if you want to do it anonymously um, I'm going to look at my notes for a second but the FCC recently recommended that 988 be designated as a national crisis hotline now you can't call it yet it's not official but it's going to be hopefully you know sometime soon that if you just need to talk I believe there's like even text lines that you can hit up if, if you have an internet connection there is a stranger out there that you can talk to if you don't feel comfortable talking to one of your own friends you know find it find it anonymously and just even just talking to somebody and hearing another like human on the other line that knows that you know that or you know that they're there to help you sincerely hopefully will make you feel a little less alone right now the line that you can call for the national crisis hotline is 1-800-273-TALK which is 8255 so it's 1-800-273-8255 and you can connect and get help and talk to somebody but also to check in on your friends you know take a moment to think about somebody you haven't thought about in a while and just say hey I hope life's you know treating you great like you don't have to say hey Amanda is talking about depression today and I need to make sure you're not depressed like no don't do that just say like hey I was thinking about you like hope you're doing awesome you know something that simple can make somebody's day and I think too if you know you're going through a tragedy yourself or you lost somebody or even you're just going through a bad breakup you know loss can come in many different forms and somebody's involved in your life so heavily and you lose them be it to death or just be it to them not you know not being in your life anymore it's it's hard and for me I was not myself to the point where the person that I was dating at the time was like, when are you going to be normal again? And to be fair on this person, like we were 19 years old. We didn't know how to handle our emotions. And we were dealing with some pretty like 
heavy big things also while being like freshmen and you know partying in college for the first time sorry mom but you know that definitely doesn't help like when you're partying and you're drinking and you know doing all that fun stuff and you're not sleeping and you're eating like crap like that's also gonna affect your brain chemistry so that's not gonna help either and for me I just felt like all of the like wind and energy and everything was just taken out of me and I was just so like I said angry at myself I was angry at him I was sad I didn't understand death I think another thing that's really scary about deaths is if you don't have a belief system you know if you aren't religious or spiritual or haven't taken the time to figure that out and at 19 I hadn't figured that out at 19 I didn't know how I felt about death or what I thought it happened after death and that was one of the things you know I ended up going to therapy right after it and that was one of the things we talked about I was like what stresses me out the most is I don't understand it you know if I'm you know Catholic or Christian and I believe in like heaven and hell then my friend committing suicide like what what does that mean like where where did he end up and if I don't believe in heaven and hell then what do I believe you know do I think he's been reincarnated do I think it's just you know darkness like I just I think it's something I'm still figuring out but I think the more I've gotten to travel the world and know about myself I definitely have a little more clarity and I think that that helps out a lot but at the time I didn't so luckily my university offered 10 free therapy sessions and I was just like, this This is something like I need, I need to do. I need to take advantages of the resources around me because, you know, food doesn't taste as good. Like, I'm just not, I'm not having fun. I don't want to drop out of school. I remember intensely crying on, like I was getting ready to board the plane to go back to South Carolina. I worked out to where my spring break and the funeral kind of lined up. So I got to spend a good amount of time home which was which was good but also hard but I just remember boarding the flight and just feeling like this deep down feeling like I I didn't want to go back like I I didn't know how to go back to my my life and just like not pretend like nothing happened because I don't think you can do that but just to like try to find any normalcy and I just I didn't find it, you know, and I was very, very depressed. And then I started, you know, like binge drinking to kind of just like party it away. And I think I just, sorry guys, there's also a very loud ambulance going past me in my apartment. One of the joys of living in downtown Denver. Um, so I guess you could say this is just my like feelings coming out. I don't really, I don't really know. I'm sure there's some metaphor in here. But so I started going to therapy, honestly, like wasn't a huge fan of it. Maybe it was like the therapist, like we just didn't vibe. Like I just kept getting, I think I was also angry. So I was just like combative, like everything she would say, I'd just be like, I don't know. Like I was just like so just angry. And one of the things she did though, that I'm very thankful for, our classic therapy was not working out. So she was like, have you ever done mindful meditation? And at the time, I had no idea what that was. And so the next session I came in, she's having this like big comfy chair with like my feet on the ground. And I was like sitting upright and she turned off the light, you know, dimmed the lights. And she was like, okay, I want you to close your eyes and just listen to me. And we focused on my toes and my knees. And we just kind of like went up my body and we're like doing deep breathing. And I was just being mindful of like being in the moment and focusing on like what I could control in that moment. You know, I could control wiggling my toes or just like the being aware of my body. And honestly, for me, 
it was a very, I don't, I don't know if life-changing is the right word, but it was like a moment of clarity. And it was just like, what was stressing me out was the past, what I would have done in the past to change it, what I would have, you know, all the, all those little details, like so many conversations between me and Alex just kept coming. And then it was just like so much anger over, you know, him being dead and just like looking into the future and being like, when I do all of these things, like he's not going to be there. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get past that. And it really wasn't until I started kind of doing this mindfulness, like sitting in the moment, really just like realizing that this was a a thing that happened. It's terrible. It's sad. It sucks. But nothing is ever going to change that it happened. And the feelings that I feel about it are, are okay. They just can't take over my life. I need to accept that like, yes, I am sad. Yes, I am angry. But those feelings, I can control and I can acknowledge that. I I don't think actually control is not the right word. Because control means you're trying to change them. I can acknowledge that they're there. And I cannot let them affect my entire life. That, you know, me being happy and me continuing on with my life is not a disrespect to his life. You know, I'm still honoring him and he's still, you know, he's always going to be part of my experiences. He's always going to be there when I look back on my memories, but I can decide if I look back in anger or if I look back in appreciation and love and, you know, remember the the good times, but like also like not to forget that like, you know, this is a tragic thing that happened and it's really sad and use it as a motivator to hopefully, you know, have conversations like this and reach out to people and I've I've tried so many times uh, at one point I was in this group called the Charlotte Storytellers and I tried a few times to like really like make a story about it where it starts with us like eating pizza rolls poolside over the summer and you know I just I, I always get like too choked up and I haven't really talked about it in a while because you know I just it's been a few years it definitely you know gets gets easier as time goes on but I, I don't think it ever goes away and really when I moved to Denver I had a morning where I just woke up crying because I was just so sad that I I couldn't tell Alex and I was like man like I would just love or like when I quit my job too like there's just been so many steps in this journey where I'm like you know and and it hits me out of nowhere it'll be like a song or just like I don't know just like a random thought that I'm like damn like it would have been really cool to tell Alex about this and it's okay to feel that sadness at first I would get really like then it would just turn back into my anger again you know and now I kind of have those like thoughts and I'm like yeah you know I'm just gonna let myself cry and I'm gonna listen to some sad songs oh it was fallout boy that's who got me yeah I was listening to a fallout boy song and I was just like but I think it's okay I think if you bottle it up and you're like no it's okay like everything's fine like no everything's not fine for me I like to let myself feel that emotion in the moment acknowledge that I have that emotion and then I can go on the rest of my day but when I try to like fight against it and not just feel it like that's when I start to feel like this unrest you know and for me, I meditate every day. I think it's been, I don't like do it for five minutes. I am trying to do it longer. I'm trying to do it every day. It's definitely on my list. There's definitely days that I miss. Uh, I have this meditation that I like to do in bed. So then it's like, okay, before I even get out of bed, I'm already like 
done with it you know and I'll I'll probably like deep dive into some more of this other stuff later but for me it's just really helped me to analyze my I'm a very anxious person um I overthink things all the time so like especially when the big event like this happens like of course I'm gonna overthink it and overanalyze it but being able to be mindful and think about the moment but also just like stopping your brain it's I feel like it's such a good exercise for your brain because going back to what I said earlier it's a muscle you got to take care of it you got to make sure that you're keeping it healthy. So yeah, whew, big sigh of relief because that was a heavy one. But the anniversary of Alex's passing is coming up. And so this is just kind of a time of the year, especially like this time of the year and his birthday. And then whenever like a big event happens, you know, I definitely get this little like tinge of sadness, but also like I'm very thankful that I even ever had a friend like that, you know, to have somebody that I miss so much that, you know, had so much personality and was just, I mean, even my like mom was friends with him, you know, he just, he was, he was such a big part of my life. And, you know, like I said, I'm still, I still have days where I'm sad about it. I still have days where I cry, but every day I'm, I'm still living and I'm still honoring his memory. And I think it helps me to remember that mental health is important. And even my own mental health is important. And I definitely learned a lot about myself and just how I view the world from this situation and how I, you know, view life and death and tragedy and all those kind of, you know, big things. Um, So yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, text them, tell them they're awesome. Just throw it out there lightly, nothing in return needed. And let's just make this world a little bit of a better place. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, send this to a friend. If you really, really liked it and are listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave me a five-star review. If you want to leave me something less than five, message me. Don't leave a review. I'd love to fix this podcast and make this a five-star in your mind. Also, if you're listening on Spotify or any other podcasting app, please hit follow or subscribe. It really helps others find me. Thank you so much and have a wonderful life.